Hello, soccer fans and players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Handy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Yo, I'm broken. <laughs> You're broken. Tell me more, I'm man. What's broken, going on? Man. Yo, so I play soccer today, right? And I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's my cleats. I don't know if it's because, you know, I haven't been to the gym in like two weeks, man. But, you know, every time I play, my, my feet just, it just, just kills, dude. Like, it's so bad. Like, it gets to a point in the game when I'm like, all right, I'm playing defense because I, I can't. I can't run anymore. All right, well, I'm sorry you're feeling that way, and we're definitely going to touch on a few topics that you kind of just mentioned in passing there. Um, as for myself, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm at oh, home. Sorry, I'm on vacation. <laughs> it's funny. I didn't ask you how you were doing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you kind of off on a hard bad. show there, bro. I'm doing all right. I'm a little bit better than you. My, my legs okay. currently healing. Um, I had a surgery a few weeks ago, and we're getting there. We're getting there. But today we're talking about football versus futsal we're talking indoor versus outdoor and what you as an athlete need to do to make sure you're training the right way is that right Berg? that is correct so let's kind of dive straight into it right and uh-huh. football which is outside soccer right outdoor versus futsal mm-hmm. and there are various ways you can train for each sport right and what do you think is the best way to kind of start off from from training from a futsal perspective versus a football one? Well, if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at futsal right now, you know that there's there's a variety of things that that you can do. First of all, futsal is man. I don't know if you play Andy, but it's 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 super. It's fast pace. It's a lot of intermediate sprint. You have to sprint back, sprint forward, sprint back. You know, there are times in the game where you can't even, you can't even take a break, you know, unless, you know, the good thing about that is just you have unlimited sub, but there are times when you have to stay in the game too. And let me tell you, like, it's, ooh, like your fitness is put to the test when you play futsal. Unlike, 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 unlike football, football, it's, it's intermittent sprint as well. But there are times in the game when, you know, you, you can literally walk on the field for like, you know, like 15 seconds, you know, depending on your position, of course. But in futsal, everyone is, you know, there's no position really in futsal. Everyone's doing, everyone's doing the work. Like you got, you on defense. Next thing you know, you're on offense. You're on offense. Next thing you know, you're on defense. So you have to do, you have to do, you have to do twice the work as opposed to if you were playing football and, you know, and you, you know, you got your position set and you know, you have a job, but in futsal, Everyone has the same job. Yeah, and I think because of that, right, your your anaerobic system is really going to be put towards the test. And um, what most indoor leagues have, right, they have unlimited subs. And teams are, the good teams at least, are always going to take advantage of that. So they're always going to be constant three to five minute shifts of players coming in and players coming out, similar to what you see in hockey, right? And when yeah. players come in and out, they're using mostly their anaerobic training system, or, and which is what you as an athlete need to train. And if you listen to some of our previous episodes, we are a big advocate of training the anaerobic system because it'll not only improve your outdoor game, but your indoor one as well. Just, just to give you guys perspective too, uh, like the, the research, uh, they've, been, they've been doing some research on, on the anaerobic fitness of futsal players, and they find out, um, their heart heart rate 
you know, overall when they're playing is like over 80% or 80% heart rate max. You know, it's, it, it's, it's that high. It is really that high. And that's why when you train, you know, you, you have to get your heart rate around that, 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 that zone, that 80% heart rate max zone to, to, to really tap in into the anaerobic system that's going to help you with the futsal demand. Yeah, and I, I think another important point on is um, when you're training, at least for me, like let's say I'm going out on a run or whatever, right? Sometimes like halfway through the run, three quarters through the run, I start to get a little lazy, you know, and I start to slow mm-hmm. down, you know, take a nice breeze, enjoy the roses. And what that's doing is it's going to lower my heart rate, right? So the point I want to drive here is whenever you're training, make sure you're always training at the proper intensity for the entire session right? Not just at the beginning, not just at the end, but throughout the middle as well. And you can use tools to help you. Um, You can use a heart rate monitor. Um, If you're training on a treadmill, that can monitor your intensity for you via pacing. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do all sorts of things that can really help you, but just make sure you're kind of staying at the intensity that you want for the entire session. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, of course you have to, you know, it's, it, it, you, I would say um, if you if you don't have a treadmill, I nearly the way I, I like to train is I like to train in the environment where where I'm going to compete, right? So if you have access to like a little gym, indoor gym, you know that resemble you know the the layout of a futsal futsal field, train there, you know do do a bunch of intermittent sprint and get your heart rate up to like eighty percent max because you know when you <laughs> When you're about to play, you, you're going to do a lot of sprinting. That's very, very true. And this is going to kind of go into our next point. Not only do you have to train your anaerobic system, but you also need a lot of leg power, right? Because Ooh. your legs are going to be constantly firing the entire session. And I think the big point about power, right, is that quick burst of energy. And if yep. you know anything about futsal, you're constantly changing directions, going left, right, turning forward, backwards, you're always going to be utilizing that power store in your legs. So you need to train that system as well. Yeah, you need, you need, you need, you need, you need force. You need to be able to accelerate fast and you need to be able to brake fast as well when you're changing direction. And all of that, you need, you, you need power. You need power in your legs. So when you train, you know, you got, there's got to be some strength training in there. You got to go to the gym. You got to work on your single leg um, strength, you know, you know, your split squats, you know, your, your double leg squats, if, you, if you're into those kind of heavy lift, you know, you, single leg strength is going to be super important when it comes to like playing futsal. Yeah, definitely. And also, right, a big thing about futsal is knowing your team, knowing your squad, knowing your league and knowing the rules, right? And let me, let me kind of bring this back to one of the first times I think I was playing futsal and that like actually competitively. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Where's it <laughs> well, us well not, right. not too competitive. It, it, I'm going to tell a little story here. It was I was a freshman in college, and I was rushing my fraternity, and they had an indoor league, and I was like, "Yo, bet, put me on that team. Like, I I, I can finesse <laughs> a fraternity league, no problem." Now I show up, I go to the gym. I'm like, "Wow, this gym is really big," and all of a sudden I look around. I'm like, "Yo, guys, where's our entire team at?" Right. And <laughs> o- o- only four other people showed up. And I was That's like, it. no, no, actually only five other people showed up. 
So we're playing five on five. We have a squad of six. So we only have one sub. So we're constantly running up and down throughout the gym. All of a sudden, um, I was on the bench to start. One of the brothers says, yo, Andy, come in the game. I'm like, bet, it's time to shine. And then I go in the game. (laughs) And then this one brother, he walks out of the gym. Uh, We don't see him for a solid 45 minutes. He comes back. He's like, yeah, guys, sorry, I threw up. I couldn't play no more. I wasn't fit enough. Wow. And we were like, damn, it's really like that. And we got killed because the other team, they had 15 to 20 people there that were ready to play. They were taking advantage of the squad space that they had. They knew of the course. Yeah, they knew the league. They knew the size of the gym. They were aware of all of these things. And if you're any team, right, and you're playing for the first time in any sort of league, um, you're always going to be a little tricked up on the first day because you're not going to think about some of these things. Yeah, man. I got, I, that reminds me of um, one of those um, one of those league that I used to play on. You know, whenever it gets cold here in Massachusetts, like it, especially around the January, February, it's impossible to play soccer outside. So you gotta you gotta do some indoor. And my team, for some reason, it, it, we have a team. You know, it's it's always hard to find like players that are that can actually run. So when you find them, you want to stick to them. But the thing is, people are busy. You know. <laughs> So when it's time to play the game, sometimes people show up. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have to play a man down. Oh, I remember one day. Oh. Man, when we came in, you know, it's, it's, it's five player, uh, keeper and four guys, right? And it was just the four of us, no sub. And then the other team, of course, just like the scenario, had plenty of sub to spare, man. Oh, my God. So the strategy, <laughs> the, the strategy was, all right, let's try to – Get as many goals as we can in the beginning because <laughs> by the second half, we're going to get super exhausted. Yeah. We won that game. Really? 9-8. Nine, eight, nine, eight. Oh. 9-8. Let me tell you. 9-8. Like, <laughs> it was the greatest game ever because the other team was so pissed off. <laughs> like, we were like drained. Like, at one point, like we just said, hi, right, we can't run anymore. Let's just stay in the back. So we were just playing counterattack. Okay, yeah, yeah. Those are the hardest teams to play against, let me tell you. Yeah. But let's move forward here. So we kind of went over, um, know the training methods that you need to use, know your team, your squad, your rules. Now let's talk a little bit about footwork, right? Because footwork is insanely important in outdoor, but it's even more important in indoor because you have so many bodies in such a tight space. And yeah. you don't have a lot of room to operate and you need to react quickly and efficiently. So for me, that's why I think footwork training is very important. Yeah, I agree too. For, I mean, it's one of those things that are fundamental in, in, in soccer and futsal. Uh, you, you can't like to be able to move efficiently, um, like, especially to be able to move efficiently and to be able to move with the ball efficiently, you need good footwork. Because I don't know if people... <laughs> People are familiar with futsal, but there's a lot of tricks involved. There's a lot of skills involved in futsal. It's like Pana. So it, it's, your footwork got to be in point, man. But more important than footwork, I think, you know, the agility-wise, you know, f- futsal player, you know, needs to have the research. So actually, futsal player need to have super, they need to have superior agility than, than soccer player. Yeah, and let, let's really quickly break down for our audience the, the difference between footwork and agility. And I kind of just thought of this analogy. I hope you guys like my analogy because I'm going to keep doing them. But um, <laughs> when I think of footwork, right, 
I literally think of like a tap dancer at ballerina, almost like like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, just constantly mm. picking his feet on and off the ground so quickly. When you think of agility, think of changing directions, right? So think of like Serena Williams on the tennis court going left, right, left, right, and the ability to change directions efficiently and quickly. Yeah. In futsal players, you know, they they expect because you the the first first of all the field is small, so you expect them to perform more turns with and without the ball than if you were actually playing soccer. So, you know, that here and there that shows you that you know all these turns with without the ball that means you're changing direction quite a lot. So, you know, when you train, you got to incorporate a lot of agility training into your session. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this um, a little bit before the podcast, right? And you were, you were saying there's actually more than one um, versions of agility, and you were talking about yeah. reactive agility. Can you talk a little bit on that and how it might be able to help indoor players? Yeah, so give you background. There's just two kinds of agility. There's, there's this thing they call, um, I'm, I'm, I don't want to butcher the term, but there's, there's one type of agility training where it's, it's fixed. You know where you're going. You know you got to go to the ladder. You know you got to go around the cone. And then you know everything. Everything is already planned. You know what you're doing. But when you do reactive agility training, it's, it's very similar to the, it's, it's chaotic. It, 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 basically, they're trying to replicate the chaotic nature of, of, of sports. Because, you know, it, it wouldn't be nice if you knew exactly where your opponent was going when they have the ball. But unfortunately, in sport, you don't know. So... When you do reactive, you have to re- react to a stimuli. You have to say, for example, you have the ball and then a, 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 a person's in front of you and you run with the ball in front of them and then they, they, they raise their right hand and then you go immediately right or left hand, you go immediately left. So it's, it's just you just have to react to a stimulus. And that could be audio, that could be a person, or that could be you know, something else telling you like where to go. So that kind of training is actually, I would say, I won't say more beneficial. It's more beneficial because it, it, it mimics the sport. But at the same time, I want to say that you want to you wanna practice both. You want to start with, you know, the plan ag- agility stuff first. And then as you progress, as you get better with those, then you move on to like reactive agility. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, Andy, I would say, you know, to, to, to get faster and to get more agile, you know, it, it, just doing speed and agility training is not, it's, it's only one, it's like a supplement. Like the real speed and agility that you get, if you want to improve that skill, you got to go, you got to go in, a, in, in, you got to go in a gym. You got to go, you got to lift some weight, you got to get your legs stronger, you got to get your core right. Once you do that, then you can go do this agility stuff to express all the strength that you just gained. And not only that, to add on to your point, make sure you're doing your anaerobic training as well because you could be as fast as you want come minute one, two, three. If you're not like that at minute 89, 90, that's when your team needs you at your best. So making sure you're fit the entire match as well. Yeah, and well, that's another thing too. Um, uh, and the endurance, yeah, you need that. Like that, the speed, they call it speed endurance, the ability to, to repeat multiple bouts of you know, long and short sprint throughout a long period of time you know if you the when you just like you said when the game starts you're, oh, you're full of energy you you're running up and down but can you continue to do that 
towards the end, like second half of the game when, when, you know, people start getting tired. Yeah, definitely. And let's break it down for our final point here. Uh, make sure you're wearing the proper footwear. And I think this is pretty key. There, there are the, the term injury prevention is used a lot. Right. And I think mm-hmm. in this case, specifically in football versus futsal, it, it is very important to have the proper footwear and you can have all sorts of indoor leagues. You can be playing on like a hardwood court. Um, you need to be, you could be playing on like a actual turf field that's inside or a modified yeah. turf field or this and that. Personally, I would recommend going to the pitch or going to your indoor facility beforehand and checking it out and using your best judgment. But just know you can use indoor shoes. You can use uh, some people even use like tennis shoes, which I'm not too big a fan of. If you have actual turf inside, you can use your turf shoes or your cleats or whatever. But what are your kind of whole thoughts on that? Um, I would say, um, of course, you need, you know, if it's, if it's your first time playing futsal, you're going to have to experiment with what shoes is, is right for you. But, you know, if it's, if it's, um, you know, if it's hardwood floor, like you want to, you want, you want like the indoor kind of shoes, but if it's like, you know, turf, you want turf shoes. And of course you got to stick with, you got to stick with what works for you. For example, me, um, I've been an Adidas guy. No, Adidas doesn't pay us to talk about their brand, but I'm an Adidas guy. Adidas worked for me. When I wear it, I'm feeling great. And then for some reason, I switched to Nike like last summer. I, I kid you not, man. Every time I wear those cleats, like my feet kills. They, 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 just, they just do. So I have to switch back. I switch back to like Adidas. So if Adidas work for you, Adidas tend to be a, a, a they, uh, a lot before people will have wide feet. So find out the shoes that work for you and then, and, then st- and then buy like 17 pair of those. Don't get sidetracked by the new stuff that's coming out, man. <laughs> Yo, can, can you tell me how, like, when it comes to soccer, we like the exact opposites of everything. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Nike guy, bro. I don't mess. I had a, my last pair of Adidas was, wow, it was about 10 years ago. I stick with Nike. Really? Yeah, I, 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 it just goes to show that you have to find what's right for you and just experiment. And then once you find what's right, I mean, it's it's hard to switch. That is true. You know why? I'm Because I've tried different cleats. I've tried Puma. I've tried Nike. Nike. The Nikes are too narrow for me. I don't have narrow feet. So every time I, I buy a pair of Adidas, you know, it fits my foot perfectly. So that's why I got to I got to stick. I got to stick with them. So out of all the topics today, right, we talked about leg power, anaerobic training. Uh, We talked about knowing your team and your rules. We talked about footwork, agility. We talked about footwear. Uh, What is the most important takeaway from our episode today for our listeners? I would say if you want to, from a performance standpoint, I would say one of this, you got to, when you, when you training for futsal, you got to train your anaerobic system, get your heart rate up when you train like 80% max and then 80% max heart rate. And then um, preferably incorporate some sprint in your training. I would say you got to hit the gym and work on your leg muscle, get those guys stronger because the stronger they are, the more you can accelerate and the faster you can break and change direction. So uh, those are the top two for me, your, your, your leg power and your, and, and your anaerobic system. You got to train those. So I'm going to double down on your anaerobic system. Um, 
just because I think that's super important. And not only that, it's, it's going to transfer over to outdoor. It's going to transfer over to anything you want to do outside of the sport of soccer in terms of fitness and performance. Um, the second thing I would, I would mention is knowing your team, your squad and your rules, because if your rules aren't going to, or like if the league you're playing in has different rules than what you're used to, that can alter your training methods. And just to make sure you're keeping on track with that. So that way you and the rest of your squad are training optimally. That is true. All right. Where you got anything else for our listeners today? No, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. Make sure you, when you play futsal, make sure, make sure you play in, in, in a league where there's actually out. Cause I played one in one league one time and there was no out. Like literally like he was play on the whole time. There was no break. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the type of league I played in too. You play off the walls and everything. You oh, know, yo, it's 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 chaotic, man. Yeah, to say the least, to say the least. But guys, please give fun, this though. episode a five star review. We would appreciate it so much. Um, follow us both on Instagram. You know, you guys know where to find us by now. I am the Football Physiosberg. What's your handle? I am. I, uh, you can find me at the Soccer Obsessed. All right, word, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.